Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. I'm here today with uh, Tiffany Kirkwood, who has a 25-year spanning a whole range of different industries, working for 12 years in Volvo and 12 years for Caterpillar. She's now working for Hastings Deering, and I'm absolutely delighted today because Tiffany's going to be talking to us about taking calculated risks in your career. Hi, Tiff. How are you doing? Hi, good, Rebecca. Lovely to have you with us. This is such an important topic, and it's something that um, a lot of women really kind of um, have you know hesitancy and resistance to and I'd love to kind of hear from you um, a kind of an example if you've got one from your career where you've sort of taken some calculated risk and it's really worked for you it's really pulled off yeah there's sort of um, I think of it, it there's two examples that I have that are quite interesting I think in a fact of when I was really young when I took a risk and then kind of mid in my career when I, I took another risk and more of a business risk than a personal risk. So for me, there's kind of two ways to think about it, right? I was living and working in Toronto and everything was great. And Volvo called me up and said, can you come to France for four months? And I'm thinking, yeah, no. So I said no at first and was like, why? And then I thought to myself, why did I say no? And they called me back six months later and said, can you please come? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. For four months, why not? Yeah. But in my head, I was thinking, I've got a really great job. I'm getting paid well. My family's here. My friends are here. There's, there's no risk in my life. And I never thought I would move or do any of that. And it's so funny because I went over there with like two bags and I was there for 12 years. So yeah. So it's sort of, you know, unless you take that one leap forward, it'll never keep going. So I took that first bricks and wow, it worked. And I went, Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was that good. And And so that sort of, and so 12 years went by and during my time there, um, from a business perspective, another risk came out. They asked me, so I'm not an engineer by trade and I work in this construction industry and they asked me if I would lead product development. And I'm thinking, uh oh, I'm not an engineer. I have no idea how to do this. And so I said yes. And we had three engineers, chief engineers at the time and one of the chief engineers got me as the product manager. I was the female. And he was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got the female. Like, I, I don't know. She is, she's not an engineer. She can't help <laughs> me. We are still friends today, which is <laughs> okay. So we did a really, and what happened with that business risk is that I took a product from development all the way through to the factory. And when you do that, our factory was ready to go to produce product and everything else. And it was me and the chief engineer's decision to stop it. And I think that's a risk where, you know, you're doing the right thing, but it's very easy to say yes and not so easy to say no. And when you say no, you're actually saying it to yourself. This, what I just developed over the last three years isn't going to work. And at certain gates, you pass the gate. And I had it, we had a team of 25 people. And what was I going to do with those 25 people? And we actually, me and him sat down and we went to the board and said, we don't think this product's very good. 
we don't think we need to move into stage four. Can we, yeah, we're going to say no. And we hope that you guys are going to back us up and say no, but we've got 25 people that we have to deal with. Yeah. So that risk for me was another, oh my gosh, you've got to believe in yourself that you're making the right decision and therefore just do it. And it all comes together and you learn something different. I learned how, yeah, how different people take things, um, change in their life and what we can do to help, right. Get them new jobs in different places and all of that stuff. So it was a massive learning for me on that business side for, um, that example really of just get out there and give it a go and see how you go. And if it fails, it fails and be honest and transparent about that failure. Yeah. And not say yes all the time. What would you say was the sort of unsurprised, kind of the surprise sort of learning for you from that in terms of how it kind of impacted different aspects of maybe your confidence or your other decision-making? Um, how has that kind of impacted, you know, seeing that you've kind of got a result? Yeah. So for me, it's really about that facts and data, right? So again, emotionally, when you first say no, you're like, it's the failure of yourself. Yeah. I always thought about it that way. It's how you like, you've really failed, but you've taken a chance. And then I learned so much. Yeah. So if you reflect afterwards to say, okay, that didn't work, but why? And you keep asking the why questions. And then for your future growth, there's things that I've now taken away where I go. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll ask the why and think back. Okay. This happened here and this is what, yeah. And you can't, I, that's sort of how I think about it. It's really critical thinking. You're kind of thinking all the kind of possible ways in which it could work, maybe not work. Yeah. Not be sort of connected to the outcome. That's what I'm hearing from that. If it works, it works. That's amazing. But if it doesn't work, I'm not going to kind of take that personally. I'm not going to take that on board for me. And it's not going to affect me. Yes. Right. As I know you say that, right. But it always affects you. You're always like, Oh yeah. And you're right about that confidence piece. Yeah. It pulls back on your confidence of, why didn't I make that decision earlier? Or yeah, all of those things. And there's, it's just like life. I think, Mm. you know, you make decisions a little bit late, but as you would see them, but maybe they were the right decision to make at that time. Yeah. That's the reality, isn't it? You don't know. You're never going to really know. And so I think just believing in yourself that you've done the right thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At a point in time, even if you think you've gone too far now and you go, Oh my gosh, I should have like stopped that two aisles ago, but stop it now. Yeah. Yeah. I think is the best word. What would you say, Tiffany, then, um, in your experience, would be the kind of steps that you would take, the secret ingredients, if you like, to take a kind of calculated risk? What would be the sort of the thinking that you would go through to do that? So a lot of facts and data, yeah, for me works really well. So I think taking the emotion out of stuff um, is really important. So trying to get as much facts and data and ask for help. I ask for help a lot. Mm-hmm. I always think I have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I go out there and ask different perspectives because I think everybody, people love being asked for help first off. Yeah. yeah. So that's critical because I think they give you what they really feel inside. Yeah. And especially if you kind of say, this is what I'm thinking. Does that make sense to you or not? Or have I not thought of some things? And some people come up with not only great answers, but also great questions to ask you. And right. so they, another way of thinking about it so for me it's really about getting out there and asking not making the decision yourself yeah Yeah. at the end of the day you're gonna have to but making sure that you go see act I call it so go and see what's going on ask lots of questions ask for help if you don't know you can't know everything yeah Yeah. so I think for me those are the kind of the little inklings that I love and 
Um, again, people love being asked. Yeah. And so I think you, you're going to end up at a, at a stronger kind of decision point anyway, yeah. right? Because you've got all, like you say, all this different data. You've, yep. got, you've done your analysis. You've got your yep. kind of input from different people and their perspectives. And obviously that will make you think in different ways too and encourage you to kind of, you know, assess it in a different way as well. And then, like you say, it becomes like a collective decision. Then the risk is kind of sort of divided between you and other decision makers. Yes, it is. And I think that the really important part there, though, for me is, yes, I'm going to make the decision, but I will also take if it doesn't go right, I will take it. Yeah, I think that's the other thing. When you ask for help, you can't say, well, so and so said, no, you've made the decision outright. Yeah. So now you take on the burden of if it doesn't work, then that's you. It's not anyone else who gave you all these snippets of information. You actually put it together. And therefore, um, it's you at the end of the day to make that work. Yeah. It's interesting because I had this conversation just recently with one of my clients about risk. And we sort of talked about it. I'm like, well, how can we reframe that so that it's actually feeling more positive? It's actually feeling like something that we want. You know, risk sounds like we don't want it, right? So we talked about this word opportunity instead and we're like well it could be this phenomenal opportunity Mm -hmm. and I think that's the thing you don't know what's sort of beyond the horizon right and it could be uh, you know a real kind of mess and it could be a real failure (laughs) but you're still going to learn from that there's still going to be learnings that are taken from the outcome the alternative of course is that it's some sort of glimmering success and it's something you up in a whole new way yeah and you learn from that too both sides are going to learn I think the other thing that um I've taken in as a leader so much is that when that happens with people, a lot of the time your boss or who you're working for will go, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. And so it's such a negative Mm -hmm. connotation to losing. Yeah. Rather than I've, I've tried the opportunity. It didn't work. I made a decision and I changed my path. Yeah. Yeah. So put it that way. I've now, I found that out and now I'm going in a different direction and I'm hoping that this works if it doesn't, but I'll ask all the questions and then I can actually move around a little bit more. Yeah. I think, critical yeah I think that's really good because you know whatever the outcome you've kind of done your due diligence whatever the outcome it's going to be a learning and like you say you have to make the decision if it's not going well yeah call it quits and make a new decision and create a new opportunity rather than feeling like you're stuck in that space forever and there's no alternative yes and that's why I use that one where I with the product that I kind of stopped because again you list out your pros and cons yeah yeah and then you now, what, how you're going to feel personally about it, because I think that's really critical, right? Your emotional bit to that and your attachment, because sometimes that gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And then your, I call them trusted advisors, yeah, that you can go to and say anything and they're not going to go, oh, yeah, no, I can't believe you did that. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to go for trying, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it says a lot about you, I think. It says a lot about, you know, your leadership. It says a lot about your personality, your character um, for, for trying, you know, to push, push the boat out and trying to do something new. Yeah, I think it was funny, though. I have to tell you one story. It was funny that one person said to me once, you must, yeah, you must have the the amount of risks you take. You must not be the sole provider of your family. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I kind of sat there and went, okay, if that's what you think, it means that you're very, very conservative. Yeah. Or you kind of don't understand that I'm okay with that risk taking because people tend to not sometimes take risks because of that fear. Yes. That uh, that something's going to happen. And <clears throat> instead of taking it in the learning, sort of like you said, like you need to kind of move on because you're not going to grow without taking risk as I see it. Sometimes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I think that's the, I mean, that's the ultimate outcome, right? Is that the more risk yeah. almost you take, so long as it's a calculated, like you said, yeah. the system, you know, it yeah. can only produce, I think, positives for you. 
Yes, and agreed. That's all about that reframe. It's all about looking at it in a new way and looking at it yep. as kind of a real beneficial for your career. Yeah, I love the reframing though. Yeah, too, is trying to solve a problem and then reframe it to see, ask your question, the whys and the hows and the go and see and see how that sort of comes around. Yeah, it's a really good way to think about problems and finding solutions or opportunities. Thank you, Tiffany, for sharing your insights on that. That's been really, really insightful. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, ladies. Well, listen, you know, if you know me by now, you know that I like practical, strategic, helpful content. And I think Tiffany's just shared such a useful sort of seven step plan almost to make decisions when you feel like you have to make a calculated risk in your career and reach a decision using consensus, reach a decision using as much data as you can, and ultimately being the decision maker and ultimately taking responsibility for the decision, but also for the consequences of that decision. So thanks so much to to Tiffany for coming on today and sharing her thoughts, because it's so useful to hear from somebody who's so senior and who operates at such a high level sharing her insights. So listen, if you need help in your career, I am here for you. And you might like to connect with me through LinkedIn. I will make sure that my LinkedIn details are in the show notes, but you can also find me on LinkedIn. It's Rebecca Allen, career coach. Connect with me. Let's form a connection. Let's start a conversation on LinkedIn. Also, you might like to download one of our free gifts. It's an incredible resource called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. If you go to rebeccasfreegift.com, you'll get your copy straight to your inbox. And in there, you will be able to get hold of a whole heap of strategies practical strategies that clients use every single day in our business to help them get promoted faster. I really look forward to seeing you next week. Have the most fantastic week. 